welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Tom, this week we're still discussing a perverted book called <laughs> Interview with the Vampire. Is this turning into a uh, like a book-burning podcast? Ooh, look, I would never advocate burning a book, Tom, but... What if uh, it was Mein Kampf? Uh, that's a tough one. Hmm. I, I the the main reason I'm, I'm opposed the, to burning the trolley problem. Here. Uh, the main reason I'm uh, I'm opposed to burning books is because it puts uh, because the Nazis did it. No stuff into the atmosphere. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Oh, it's just an environmental thing. It's an environmental thing. So yeah, I think I think uh, metaphorically, the pages of Mein Kampf should be burned, but in real life. Maybe so we just you would put dig a hole and put them in a hole. Oh, in a landfill? Yeah. Uh, that's not very environmentally friendly. I was going to say it sounds like maybe you don't support burning Mein Kampf, but you would be all for scribbling scribbling out all the words. Or writing like, <laughs> shut up, dick, in yeah, the in margins. In the margins, yeah. like, yeah, right. You, yeah. You stupid idiot. Oh, this sucks, this thought. <laughs> <laughs> this idea is bad. You know, I was reading, you ever read something and it kind of blows your mind? It doesn't blow your mind, but you're like, that makes a lot of sense. And I kind of feel stupid that I didn't think of this that same way. I read way. things that make me feel stupid all the time, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was like recently hearing about, I forget, it. I might have even just heard it on a videotape or something. Um, you hear things on videotapes, <laughs> huh? That it was a, it was a tape I'd order off the TV. Uh, I only hear things from director's commentaries on DVDs, <laughs> special edition DVDs. Well, it must be nice, Tim. Not all of us can afford the special edition with the steel case. We have to buy the regular version. Yeah, sometimes it's double-sided. Well, it must be real nice. Get fingerprints all over it. It sucks. Anyway, what what did you hear uh, that blew uh, your mind? The idea that <laughs> were you just gonna just stop there? <laughs> you ever hear something that blows your mind? All right. The idea that uh, uh, trees are okay. just kind of like a way to capture carbon, and then when you burn a tree, you know logs, uh, you're releasing that carbon. You're releasing uh, that that stored up energy. That makes a lot of sense, but I never thought about trees in that way. Yeah, uh, that's... Uh, Where it's like, oh, that's all those things are. The same thing with soil. Yeah. When you think about, okay, you plant something, and uh -huh. it gets it gets nutrients from the soil, <laughs> and then it grows. But then it, all things die and go back into the soil, and it's just like a transfer of minerals and nutrients back to the soil, which it then puts into another thing. Yeah. If you're tuning in for the first time, uh, we've just dropped acid. <laughs> just dropped acid, and we're also uh, kindergartners <laughs> that are learning about things for the first time. They don't teach us this shit, man. No, they do. We weren't paying attention. Yeah, it's true. Or they don't put it in those terms. Yeah, but they should put it in cool terms. Yeah, hey, man. We should be the ashes, teachers, man. Dust to dust. If we could get every public school in America to subscribe to the Patreon... For each of the students and their kids. Do you remember, classes? like, late high school, post-high school, maybe, like, college? Like, a few of us, uh, specifically our friend Dan, was, like, real into the idea of, like, we have to get on the, the like, school assembly circuit. Oh, yeah. Because there's, like, a lot of money to be made if you can just go around and do school assemblies. We would have this guy, uh, Wild Man Bill. Yeah, well, wild, wild man Steve. Uh, sir, sir, please get uh, the wild man's name right. Uh, wild man Steve would come in and he would tell us like what mushrooms we could. He would tell us like what you could go eat in the forest, and it was like a very like oh science and like getting back to nature. But then the teachers would have to get up afterwards and be like, don't, don't actually go and eat anything in the forest. Don't eat <laughs> anything you found in the woods. Yeah. yeah. And like in fairness, I mean that he was a he knew what he was doing, but he would. There was no need for him in the nineties no on Long need. Island, a and suburb. A, and it's he was trusting. He he was putting too much faith in us as kids, where he'd be like, "So there's like a plant." 
this is the plant you can eat. This is the one that is it is five leaves instead of four. It's very deadly. So it's easy. Just don't eat the one with five leaves. Eat the one with four leaves. And we were like in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, we were like, I don't know, I'm man. I'm eight. Yeah, I'm eight. I'm just, after the assembly, I'm going to go outside and eat the first thing I see. <laughs> um, there were rumors. Eh, I don't want to say the rumors about Wild Man Steve. Oh, that he sold drugs to kids? Yeah. He, did I send you? There was like a... He was like on the news. He would get like arrested. He got arrested in Central Park for leading uh, tours. Uh, eating tours. Yeah. Okay. I wonder yeah. if he's still. I wonder if he's still with us. I wonder I'm if he sure still he's does active. those. Yeah. I'd love to go on one of those. I'd love to be like, hey. I don't want to. I, I don't went care on your... about what plants you can eat. Tom, do you eat? You don't want to go to th- think about this, Tim. Instead of spending so much money on a New York City lunch, you get a Central Park and it's a free buffet. That's true. Squirrels. Squirrels, ducks, free water. <laughs> Tom, do you remember where we left off in interview with the vampire last week? Um uh the the guy, Brad Pitt. We don't know who <laughs> plays who. It's Louis and Claudia. And and uh Lestat. Lestat. Uh Louis and Claudia uh oh yeah, they like they ran away from Lestat. They murdered him. Yeah, they chopped him up into twice. pieces. They twice murdered him. Yeah, and they were like, whew, that's all done with. And then he came back all sewn up together. Some some sicko came and sewed him up. I don't know if that's <laughs> the case. Something happened and he got back together, but he looks all fucked up, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. where we left off. <laughs> no, no, and then they went to uh, Europe Oh. They they burned him in a fire again, killed him. Oh, right. He came back all stitched up, and they were like, well, we'll take care of him this time. Yeah, and then they went to Europe. They oh, found all those, yeah. uh, a, a couple other... Um, vampires. Vampires, but they were just like the walking dead kind of. Yeah, and why was that? They'd been around too long? You kind of find out here, but I don't okay. know. The problem with this book, Tom, and then mm-hmm. at the end, uh, they, uh, Claudia really wanted to to find uh, vampires that she could like learn more about. Yeah, where they all came the rules from. Yeah. and like, um, which makes sense. If you're a vampire, you'd be like, if you don't know what powers you have, yeah, like tell me everything because this is a real wacky thing that I've got going on here. I don't age. Um, I'm seemingly impossible to kill, but I've also got to suck blood and, uh, I can suck animal blood. I can just suck a rat or whatever, but mm-hmm. rat uh, suckers, but I don't really want to I'm I, no rat sucker. What I want to do is suck the blood of, you know, a young innocent person and torture them. Right. What's that about? Hey, what's up with that? Hey, what's the deal with sucking the blood of a young innocent person? Why do I want to suck the blood of a young Why innocent person? Why do I want to suck the blood of a young... Uh, vampire Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry... Dracula. <laughs> Jerry Dracula. That's that's great. Uh, and uh, Kramer, he's Frankenstein's monster. He ooh. goes in. Ah, Jerry... George is, I don't know who George is. George is like Igor, maybe. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Elaine, Bride of Frankenstein? Nah, Bride of the Mummy. Yeah. But who's the mummy? Putty. No, not the Bride of the Mummy. She's the mummy. Oh. The mummy can be a woman, Tim. It's 2019. I don't know. Tom Cruise was the mummy. He wasn't actually the mummy in At that the movie. end of the movie, he turns into the mummy. Oh, thanks a lot. I want to watch that movie. <laughs> the Dark Universe. Yeah, I told you. I watched this. Look, I maybe watched... if you'd seen it, they wouldn't have canceled the Dark Universe. <laughs> well, look, I've watched the scene of Russell Crowe's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde three times now. I don't know why I'm so fascinated with it. I think it's because I watch the scene and I try and figure out what the hell the rest of the movie could possibly be. Because when Tom Cruise is talking to him and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Dr. Jekyll. He's like, oh, Mr. Hyde. No, I need to take my me shots now so I don't turn into Mr. Hyde. But then like, 
five minutes later, he needs to take a shot again. And yeah, the, the, the syringe gets dropped or whatever. And that's when he turns into Mr. Hyde. It's like, wait a minute. Does this guy have to take a, a shot every five minutes? Like, that's a hellish life. Yeah. Tom. But, watch, but it's not because it's that they need to establish what will happen if he doesn't. But then pretty soon after, it's like, well, look, we've only got Russell Crowe for a day here. <laughs> he needs to turn into Mr. Hyde right now. And he'll get his own movie in due time. Right. Uh, I forgot that Johnny Depp was supposed to be the Invisible Man, is supposed to be the Invisible Man yeah. well, in, in the uh, Dark Universe. They should just get Chevy Chase to do it. Yeah, mem- Did you know that movie's directed by John Carpenter? Yes. Yeah. Because I was looking up John Carpenter movies oh, recently. Oh, really? Yeah. I got to watch that movie again. I, yeah. I remember liking that movie a lot. When I was a kid, I rented that several times. Yeah. yeah. They made Chevy Chase. I remember watching the behind-the-scenes thing on HBO. He would have to wear these uh, blue contact lenses that took up his entire eye. Uh, it looked horrible. I mean, he must have been great about it. Though. Well, and in he re- must have been real friendly about in it. Retrospect, joy to work with. In retrospect, I realized like, oh, Chevy Chase it was just horrible to work with and complained about everything. Because I remember watching as a kid this behind the scenes thing and being like, this is hellish. Like th- this man's so upset. This about- poor man. Yeah, like this must really hurt if he's this upset. He's yelling at everybody on set. He's so mad about it. So at the end of uh, last week, mm-hmm. Claudia's like, hey, we need to hightail it to Paris. That's where we want to go. And Louis is like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm all about Paris. Yeah, I got... I want to see I'm the this. opposite of the Billy Crystal movie, Forget Paris. <laughs> oh, so he can see the future. He knows you know, just Billy Crystal stuff, though. He just knows Billy Crystal. He has so. a Billy Crystal ball. Yeah. Um, And now, was he like, I want to see this new Eiffel Tower everybody's been talking about. Tom, can I tell you something? I want to, I want to see. I heard there's a man who's going to jump off it with a parachute suit and fly away. Who's that? You've never seen this video? No. It's not a video. It's an old film. No. It's from like the early 1900s. It's some uh, you know knucklehead who's like, oh, I built like, he basically built what he thought was like a flying squirrel suit. And the video is just him jumping off the Eiffel Tower and like it just shows him create a crater. Like he just he jumps. dies? Yeah, he just jumps to his death. Like the suit does nothing. And the, so it's a snuff film? Essentially, yeah. Yikes! Yeah, I watched uh, the beginning of a. What is uh uh from the Simpsons? The goggles they do nothing. Yeah, that that's essentially <laughs> what this is. It's like the suit; it does nothing. He like flat. He looks like. Did a, he test it out on smaller? I don't structures? think so. But like he like puts it up like he's Batman. And this is before Batman even existed. So who knows where he got this idea from? And he just jumps out. And, like, it shows, like, a close-up. You know, they've got a camera, like, right at the edge where he jumps off. And then it he jumps out of frame, and then it just cuts to the camera at the bottom where you just see a, a body just, boom, like, free fall and just, like, completely, like, it creates, like, a divot in the ground. Yikes. Yeah. I watched but the- it, But it's silent, so it's funny. It's like, bum, 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 bum. I was watching some old Buster Keaton movies the other day. Buster Keaton rules. Holy moly. Like, and I've seen these things before, but you watch them. It's insane. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. Buster Keaton uh, risked his life on film. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the beginning of a movie called The American in, pa- in American in Paris. It's a movie musical. Who's the dancing boy that's in a lot of movies in the 50s? Uh, Billy Elliot. No, that's the dancing boy who's in the movies in the 90s. Uh, Fred Astaire. Yeah. I, fi- I think it was him. Whatever. Fred Upstairs, yeah. <laughs> they uh, they uh, show a bunch. Of, uh, the beginning is like, Hello, my name is whatever. I'm an American, and I live in Paris. And, <laughs> and now some dancing. <laughs> and they were just showing a bunch of Paris landmarks for like five full minutes. The Eiffel Tower does not appear in the beginning of that <laughs> film. 
And the I rest had to of the look world, it up. I was like, when was the Eiffel Tower built? Because like every other every <laughs> other film, nineteen seventy nine. Every other film I've ever seen, film and TV show in Paris, like if 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 a scene takes place in Paris, the Eiffel Tower is That's in the how background. They establish yeah. that it takes place in Paris. So Louis is all like, "Fuck yeah, let's go to Paris." Yeah. You're right. This is the like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Frenchman. Yeah. This my name's Louis, not Louis. Yeah, for goodness sake. Well, he's from the French Quarter, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's going there. He goes to to the actual Paris, and he's like, "Hey!" And then it's like, "Look, this book is good. The story's good. I think I hate every character in it, and I mm-hmm. hate the way they all talk." Are you supposed to like the? Or like, is there a character you're supposed to empathize with, or? I think Louis identify with, yeah, because he's the protagonist, right? Yeah, but it's just a bunch of and like I'm sure I'm happy for him that he likes Paris, but he's just like, (laughs) oh, but the streets are like this and blah blah blah, and it's like, all right, man, we all know what people who like Paris are like. It's fine. You like Paris. You like a place. Well, but I mean, at that time, maybe people didn't know. What nineteen seventy four. No, like in Louis's time. What what year is it at this point? Like mid to late 1800s. Yeah, they didn't know. It was like Yeah, but you don't have to write that into the book. Yeah, you got to make it accurate to That's the... and that's my problem. It's that it's it's told through his literal voice. It's it's literally him telling the story and he's a fucking bore. Yeah. And if Anne Rice decided not to just transcribe the the uh the interview with with the vampire and actually just write it uh, it'd be better tom you've been looking something up for for the last five yeah minutes. i want look i want to get your live reaction to showing you this 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 video of the guy jumping off the eiffel tower 1912 1912 Fran- franz franz rochelt i've i forwarded i i fast forwarded it to the they're irrelevant. How long is it in total? In total, it's a minute and a half. Oh. But the <laughs> but no, but listen, I fa- that's what I was doing. I was trying to fast forward. We'll put it in the show notes because uh, the first minute is just Fuck. him. Like, can you remind me to put that in the show notes? Yeah, I'm doing it now. The first just minute, email you gotta email me this video. The first minute is just him psyching himself up before he does it. Uh, and you can see he's he's got like a a he big looks like contr- a Christmas tree. Yeah, and then he jumps off, and then that's what happens. Oh dear! <laughs> and then the crowd is just—they're like, "Oh, that wasn't what we were here to see at all." Yeah, I don't ever want to see anybody do a stunt. Yeah, you do. I've gone to stunts with you. Like what? We saw David Blaine buried. Yeah, but I'd like to see David Blaine die doing his thing. <laughs> what, what don't you want to see? I don't Just really a, a understand. Just a guy that I don't under, that I don't know. Uh, yeah. You don't know David Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you only want to see somebody you know die? I guess this doesn't really make a ton of sense. No. Anyway, uh, they go to Paris. He's uh, Louis is describing how much he fucking loves Paris forever. Yeah. Um and they go to this uh beautiful uh hotel and they get uh the penthouse the or Moulin whatever. The Moulin Rouge? No, the Moulin Rouge isn't a hotel. That's where they do the can-can. Yeah, it is. I I almost went to the Moulin Tom, guess who went to Paris not too long ago? Me, Lu- Tim. Louis. <laughs> no, he went 200 years ago. Okay. So anyway, uh, they, they get a hotel. They're living in luxury. They're rich. Yeah. How uh, is he rich? Because he's just always been rich. How? Pickpocketing? Pickpocketing, we'll say. Um, and then, uh, he, like, he's happy. He's great. He yeah. lo- he loves it there. And, uh, and then uh It's Claudia, like, what could be better? I'm in Paris with my five-year-old lover. Exactly. <laughs> 
But then Claudia starts being all uh, cagey and weird, and she starts going out. Yeah, isn't everybody cagey and weird? Oh, I wonder what she's doing. She's going out and eating people. Yeah, but they're not hanging out. Like He's like, my lover, my child. She's my daughter and my lover. Like He says that a bunch of times. Yeah, which is like, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, why did you sign on to this movie? (laughs) But. Um, so anyway, she's, she's, she's... Yeah, what's the deal, Tom Cruise? Are you some kind of weirdo or something? <laughs> no. Uh, and, uh, Claudia comes back one night and she's like, hey, guess what? Uh... I got married. Nope. Uh, I got this doll made, but it's not a baby doll, it's a, it's a lady doll. Mm. And one of them real dolls. No, no, I know <laughs> what you're thinking. <laughs> okay. Man, remember how weird it was? Um, the Howard Stern show on E. Yeah. Um, in the nineties, it was just like an edited down video version of Howard Stern's radio show. But they would have a guy like bring in uh, the, uh like a sex doll, and they'd all like inspect it and stuff. <laughs> Do you remember that episode? No. Uh. I remember uh a real sex episode on HBO. They had about real dolls. They like went to the factory. Hmm. And they were like, we make sex dolls for perverts. No, they showed, they like delivered one and it was to like a couple, a man, you know, a a man and a woman. It was like, this is a way for us to have a threesome without, you know. uh, Anybody's feelings getting hurt. Yeah, essentially it was like, all right, but I mean, this is not going to solve all your problems, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What happens when like your adult children come home from college? <laughs> and this, yeah, where do you store this, this thing? Just yeah. sitting in your living room. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot. There's a lot of plot to go over here, Tom. All right. And next week, I think is like a shorter week in terms of the amount of pages, at least, to read. Okay. Um, so I'd like to get into more of the thematic stuff next week because there's some fucked up them- <laughs> stuff. All right. Uh, so Claudia comes back. She's like, "This isn't a baby doll; it's a lady doll." And then she's like, "I, I, there's a well. How big is it? It's not that big." Oh, right. And then uh, she's like, "There's this lady who makes dolls," and I convinced her to not make me a baby one because I look like a baby and I want like an adult one. And then she gets on this whole thing about like, I'm of. I'm in a five-year-old's body, but I'm a the, like I'm 150 years old at this point, or whatever. Yeah, and she's just like, why? should be in a decrepit old lady's body. Yeah, and she's like all like upset that uh, he didn't at least they didn't at least uh, let her live like eight more years in a body right. or whatever. And then so she could the be deed. a 13-year-old lover well, and daughter. I mean, back then it was like, well, I'm going to live to be 25 before yeah. I die of cholera or something. But she's like, uh, understandably kind of like, this fucking sucks. I'm, I'm in a five-year-old's body for eternity. Yeah. Uh, oh, I would not want to be, oh, can you, um, uh you imagine a vampire bit you when you were 13 in the middle of puberty and then you were just uh, going through <laughs> you're just going through puberty I want to suck your blood uh, can I suck your blood please <laughs> okay <laughs> that's all right no, never mind never mind it's fine uh, um yeah and just being like horny all the time uh, <laughs> no all these vampires are horny as shit all the time oh. that's why this book is so uncomfortable to read even she never went through puberty how does she how is she horny because she's uh, she's horny in the mind <laughs> this, is, this is tim's new character uh a uh, uh, mega church pastor <laughs> Wait, what? Tim the mega church pastor. Why am I mega? She's horny in the mind. <laughs> no, it friggin' uh And we need to exercise that <laughs> horniness. <laughs> it's the worst way to be horny. I'll tell you that much. Uh so uh friggin' Louis goes and he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna like uh you know do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So he's walking around and he's like, ah, Paris is beautiful. He like goes in. Let me, let me like, get a baguette. Yeah. He, oh, I'm gonna 
I got a bag at one time, Thomas. Great. You, you told me about how you would just see French people walking around with bread all the time. Yeah. They were just like, this is holy moly. It's it, the best. Like, so they'd be walking their kids to school and each, the, the parents and each kid would have a baguette. Yeah. And how are they not fat? Eating bread all the time. I don't know. Because they're smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Ah, it sounds great. Like they they eat bread and drink wine and smoke cigarettes yeah. and they're rail thin. Yeah. <sighs> heroin too. To be time. French, yeah. no, they're not known for heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's not there, but that's just not their thing. Their thing is wine and cigarettes and bread. Yeah. So Louis is out and he's just like walking around and berets. And then uh, and this, he's like, oh, somebody's following me. And then for like. 10 fucking pages it's all about like and then I sped up and the person following me sped up and then I took a turn and they took the turn yeah, have like, some guts man you're a fucking vampire turn around and be like hey what what's going on I need to suck your blood or what guess what he turns around and confronts the guy uh huh it's another goddamn vampire but a dandy vampire like him oh okay so he's like oh this is great like, uh, let me see what this vamp's deal is. Mm -hmm. But guess what? The vamp just uh, mirrors Stop him. Stop calling vampires vamps. <laughs> he mirrors him like Patty Duke and her cousin uh, Patty in the uh, in the beginning of the Patty Duke show. Yeah. Like, he, he raises his arm and the other guy raises his arm. Does he say anything to him? Nope. Well, that's, I mean, what do you expect? Well, no, actually, then... Uh, he does. He's like, hello, sir. How are you? And then he just mimics every all the movements. And he's like, oh, this is, you know, he's getting angry. And then he calls him a buffoon. Mm. And that's when this guy fucking loses yeah, his I mind. Yeah, I mean, those are fighting words. Yeah. And then they start, uh, they start a street fight. And they just get into a scuffle. And the whole time, uh, Louis is telling. Uh, How does he know he's a vampire? He just knows, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Or maybe after the fact. I've, what, I've, uh, no, I don't understand <laughs> what anybody knows or what anybody feels in this. It's just a bunch of perverted shit that everybody's thinking all the time. <laughs> right. Uh, so they fight, and Louis's like, oh, yeah, I was about to kick his ass, and this other guy came, mm. and this uh, this other vampire comes. He's like, hey, 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 break it up, boys. Like, sorry. <laughs> And he hands him a he hands Louis a thing. He's like, "Here's an invitation." It's a pamphlet. <laughs> it's yeah. a vampire timeshare. No, it's this guy named uh, Armand, 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 Armando. And he's like, "Uh, oh, uh, here, take this. It's an invitation. It's a card, and it's like, hey, come to, uh, Theater de Vampires." <laughs> Wow, what a clever name. Uh, how do you say theater? How would you say that in, in a French accent? Theater vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And Louise is like, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, so uh, Louis goes home and he's like, hey. Uh, oh, and the guy's like, this guy won't hurt you. Don't worry. Like, I won't let him hurt you. Mm -hmm. Come to our thing. You'll be welcomed. You'll be the guest of honor or whatever. And so Louis goes home and he's like, hey, Claudia, you know, my daughter slash lover, uh, let's go to this vampire theater uh, and see what it's all about. And they're like, yes, we're going to meet all these other vampires. Yeah, it was the worst thing, thing that could happen. Yeah. I'm going to blow through this because it gets uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Uh, they go and it's a bunch of humans in the audience. All right. They get ushered up to this this special box. Uh, and the humans are all like, uh, oh, is excited. it the VIV area? Very important vampires. No, it's the PIV. <laughs> it's the pretty important <laughs> vampires. Uh, uh, and so they're uh, they're watching, and uh, a vampire comes out dressed as uh, the Grim Reaper, mm. Tom. And everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, clapping and applauding and laughing. And then there's a show of, of some vampire stuff or whatever. Um, and it's at night. Okay. Because the vampires are out. Right, of course. And it's unclear what the audience, the human audience, actually knows is going on. 
But then they have this uh, young woman on stage who's a human, mm-hmm. and uh, she is uh, there against her will, and then they rip her clothes off against her will, mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't want to die. Stop. I don't want to do this. Please help me. And the audience is just like eating it up because they don't, I think they don't know it's real. Right. And uh, then a bunch of vampires uh, suck the blood out of her, and, and she dies on stage. Then everybody gets up and is like, ah, what a great show that was, and they all go home. But, and uh, uh, to his credit, Louis is like, I fucking hated this show. <laughs> I felt bad for that lady. Um, uh, I didn't like that nobody was helping her. Yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, and the staging was horrible. Yeah, uh, the songs were bad. I don't know. It, it, and this, the way that they described this went on fucking forever too. Yeah. And it was like her virgin bosoms were uh... <laughs> bosoms. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Damn, have you ever seen a nude woman? <laughs> They were just like a... Even a picture? <laughs> there was a lot of talk about the shape of her breasts. Yeah. And uh, when they uh, when her skirt fell to the floor and stuff, it's like, come on, you perverts, stop it. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. So then they're going to go, but then uh, that guy comes up. Uh, what the guy it? who invited them? Yeah. Armand? Armand. He's coming. He's like, hey, you want to come backstage and meet the cast? <laughs> the <crew?" laughs> and they're like, all right, cool. Yeah, we need to meet other vampires. That's why we came here. Yeah. Well, and that Armand guy's probably thinking like, yeah, I mean, you know, we're all vampires. They they weren't put off by that show because they suck people's blood too. They were probably really into it. Yeah. So uh there's like uh they're basically in like the catacombs down there, right? Like uh under the stage? Yeah, pretty much. Like they're they're in like uh, it's it's a winding thing. There's art there's well, every day's a winding art road. Every... I almost I thought I was gonna see Cheryl Crow in concert <laughs> last night, Tom. She what? didn't show up. What do you mean she boy? <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy tickets to a Cheryl Crow concert and she didn't show up? Uh, it wasn't exactly that, but kind of. So anyway, uh, so uh, Louis like loves this guy Armand. Okay, he's like ah, and like there's all this weird. Why sex- does he love him if he's like oh, I didn't, I I thought this play was a sick masquerade, but uh, the guy like, who invited us, he's so a good man. So we we eventually find out that there's 15 of these these dapper vampires. All right. And they were the ones on stage? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And uh uh Armand is is the uh is the leader, but but uh So Louis Louis is like, "Hey, are you like the leader?" He's like, huh, "Not like you're thinking." Like, uh no, I can't make anybody do anything. Right. Louis like, uh, "I don't like these guys, but uh I need to know where to get a good suit tailored in Paris." So no, he's like Armand. Like he's always like on the verge of kissing Armand. It feels like. Okay, I mean, just go for it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Everybody's know. sucking each other's blood. Yeah. Kissing is and then the least offensive this, thing. Then another fucking little boy is back there, and like <sighs> Armand, uh, Armand uh, offers the little boy to Louis and. The way that he sucks his blood is d- described in a way that Louis does. Yeah. Oh, because yes. it's like a gift. Sanctimonious hypocrite. Yeah, and uh, and the boy doesn't die. Like the boy offers his. It, it's it's all it's all it's all fucking gross. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, and then there's this, uh, remember the guy that was doing the Patty Duke thing. Yeah. There's this guy named Santiago. Okay. He's a real dick. <laughs> and he's younger than Louis in uh in vampire years. Terms. Yeah. Uh and uh and so Armand and Santiago they're they're like uh hey uh who made you a vampire? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh Louis and Claudia are like, eh, you don't want to talk about this, blah blah. And so basically, then there's fucking 
I think a thousand pages of Armand and Louis talking about like existential stuff about like, did we come from Satan? No, we didn't come from Satan. Is there even a God? No, there is no God. How dare you say there's no God? Like mm-hmm. they had just have these like yeah. philosophical conversations for way too long. Mm-hmm. And gets, Which sounds like it could be interesting, but yeah, not if it goes on too long. It's fine. And, and, uh, uh, Armand's uh, argument is like, no, we're not from the devil because if any, we're from God if there is a God mm-hmm. because God created the devil. Right. So the devil doesn't have children. God, everything comes from God. And then Louis has very fucking strong opinions about this, <laughs> and they they argue back and forth a lot. They ever hiss at each other? No, th- there's no hissing <laughs> at each other. Um. And Claudia is like hanging out with everybody else. There's these two uh, ladies. This is still all happening in the green room. Yeah, but like it's various sections. It seems like, and there's uh, Estelle and Celeste are two of the vampires. Oh god, these these old old broads coming in. Porcelain yeah, beauties. Oh yeah, right. Who fondled Claudia with the license of the blind? Running their hairs over, running their uh, hands over her radiant hair, like. Well, I mean, hairs. No, it goes on. I just didn't take a <laughs> screenshot right. of the next one. Uh, the next thing, uh, touching something. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they they fondle this. Yeah, they grope her. Yeah, but uh, also that guy Santiago's there, uh, and he's like. Yeah, you guys aren't really being forthcoming about who made you. Uh, it's also but, very uh, disrespectful to uh, the blind community. Any, bl- I've, any blind person I've met has not groped me and fondled me. Yeah, with the me. license. <laughs> yeah. These blind people just feel like they can do whatever yeah, they want. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's not the case in my experience. Yeah, no. Every, uh, I, haven't, I haven't met too many blind people but the, they've all been very respectful yeah. not very handsy at all <laughs> yeah they've been like oh i yeah i i can hear you i know you're there i don't need to feel you to know um yeah so anyway oh yeah i i took another <laughs> screenshot of claudia waited for me claudia who is my daughter and my love yeah, you've said that before. I know. I just took that screenshot. I thought to you were. That was a, a thing you would come up with. So no, no. Oh, no. it's in the book. It's I see. The, yeah, all this, all this stuff that I'm talking about, <laughs> uh-huh. it's written in the book that I'm reading. Huh? Did you think I was making this all up? I thought. Yeah, the top I thought of my head? I just saw the top. So of your anyway, head. Uh, they're asking questions about vampires. Like yeah. uh, Claudia's trying to learn as much as she can, and uh, that guy Santiago is just like. Yeah, there's only one thing that a vampire would uh could do that would cause all the other vampires to uh chase them down and murder them. Mm. Claudia's like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Uh if you killed one of our own." Mm. And they're like, "Well, it's a good thing none of it's us have done that." It's ridiculous how this is described in the book because <laughs> Claudia immediately goes like, "Hey, Louis, we got to go." <laughs> <laughs> like they, they just leave. Well, they look just, at the time. Uh, yeah. The sun's coming up soon, and, and she like they they leave within like like all of this happens over I think five hundred pages, mm-hmm. and then there's one two sentence paragraph that's like, oh that guy said this. Okay, we gotta go. Bye. And then it's like, and then we left. Yeah. Well, uh, we only have the sitter until ten, <laughs> so. Yeah, so they leave, and Claudia's like, look, we got to stay away from those people. I don't like the or those vampires. I don't like those vampires. Yeah. Uh, and then and uh, nobody's around to be like, I don't like any vampires. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, but Louis, like, I really like this fucking guy, man. Yeah. I got to go back and uh, see Armand more. Yeah. Argue and about Satan like, with him. He's like, Armand, he, he's like, Armand's a cool guy. We can trust him. Everybody else sucks, I know. Stay away from that Santiago guy. And so he goes back and like talks with uh, Armand. And Armand's like, yeah, we're pretty sure you killed uh, the guy that made you because you're being real cagey about it. Nah, not us. Why didn't they say, uh, oh, who made us Dracula? Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> just say Dracula. No, and then they'd be like, "Whoa, can I have your autograph?" Yeah, He's even the most better. This guy. Yeah, uh, and and uh, Claudia is also like, uh, "I feel like you're just gonna like abandon me, and I'm in this five year old's body, and there's not much I can do about it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thrown in an orphanage. Or yeah, something. exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so they're like, yeah, okay, look, uh, Armand's like, look, just fucking stay away from Santiago, he's, he's, uh, he's suspicious of you, blah, blah, and I couldn't tell what happened at this point, there was a lot of stuff where it was like, about sucking blood, he slits somebody's throat. I can't tell whose throat he slit. It was a living person. Oh, that but, seems like a waste of food. Yeah, it was... It was. Uh, it got very confusing for a second. So anyway, Louis goes back to the hotel. And uh-huh. He's like, uh, bad news. <laughs> They're fucking on to it. <laughs> yeah. And Claudia's like, oh, I want you to meet this, uh, this lady. What's her name? Uh, uh, Madeline. Okay. Uh, France, Madeline. Everybody's name Madeline there. Madeline. And Claudia's like, hey, this is the lady that made the dolls. Uh, and is he like, who gives a flying fuck right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they have a big fight. Yeah. And uh, uh, she's like, oh, here's what I want to do. I want to make this lady into a vampire to like hang with us. <sighs> it's because she's make afraid more that goddamn he's. Goddamn dolls. <laughs> No, because she's afraid that he's going to leave. Yeah. And then here's what we learn about Madeline. Like, she seems to be cool with the whole thing. Yeah. She's a groupie. she had a daughter, and the daughter died as a child. Right. And then her whole existence, what we learn, is uh, making... Dolls in the image of her dead daughter mm-hmm. uh, as a coping mechanism, uh, uh, an outlet for her grief. Yeah, it sounds like it's working very well, too. And this has another kind of uh, level to it because Anne Rice wrote this book yeah. after the death of her young daughter. Right, so it's like levels on levels. Yeah, so... Uh, they fight, but then eventually Louis is like, "Look, man, she'll take care of her if I like ever need to leave or whatever." Yeah. Blah, blah. So like he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make her a vampire," and that's ten pages of <laughs> sensual vampire making. With mm. uh, well, again, the, her uh, breasts come into it, even though he's just biting her on the look, neck and the wrist. But at least this time it's consensual. And it's a grown woman. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and. Uh, she comes out of it and she's like, okay, I want to burn my my doll's making store. How do her breasts come into it? It's just described. It's whenever They come any, out or it's just like it, they're just breasts heaving? Breasts are described Are there ever constantly. any like breasts out? Or are they always yeah. under clothes? No, the, the woman on stage. Well, besides her. Yeah, there's breasts out all the time. Why? Just curious. You're you're watching the movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna watch the movie in a couple weeks, so you're. Yeah, is there a director's cut of this movie? (laughs) Um, so yeah, he he makes her, and then she's like, "I wanna I wanna burn my uh, thing down," and I think what that's meant to be uh, is just like she's like no longer like now she has she's undead, she has a an undead daughter now. Mm -hmm. And it's like I don't need to cope that way anymore. Yeah. Like this is my new existence. You think in the movie they play that song, "Burning Down the House"? I don't know. They haven't burned uh, down the thing. What yet. is that? Talking Heads? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime <laughs> there's a fire in any movie, can I tell you a story that? Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, my niece. Right? Uh-huh. Is it my niece if it's my uh, wife's brother's? kid yeah yeah right because yeah i mean you don't call somebody your aunt but not your uncle right right yeah so my uh my niece my my uh brother-in-law was playing uh, a woody (laughs) what would they be your niece-in-law yeah i don't know (laughs) so my brother-in-law was playing like a woody guthrie song Uh uh-huh 
for uh, my niece, and she's like, "Oh, who sings this song?" And he's like, "Woody Guthrie." And she's like, uh, "She's from she, Toy Story." She just turned three. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, tell me about Woody Guthrie." And apparently, one thing about Woody Guthrie is that his house burned down when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a famous thing. So, like, yeah. uh, my brother-in-law was like, "So I told her about like how his house burned down when he was a kid, and it like inspired his folk music or whatever." <laughs> and then this is how I fucked would, up the I would not tell a three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? The three-year-old went, did they get it on video? I'd like to watch that oh. house burn down. Yikes. Yikes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Like, I want to watch Woody Guthrie's house burn. Is there footage? I'll tell you what. You better show that kid a, a video of somebody's house burning down or else it's going to be his. Guess what? <laughs> he did. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He found a YouTube video of a house burning down. He was very smart in that he's like, it was like a fire safety video of like ah, what okay. to do so when a house is so burning. So nobody's running out of it screaming. <laughs> yeah. But now- she just makes up songs all the time, and they're all about houses <laughs> burning down. Oh no! Yeah. So, uh, that so don't tell kids about it. Uh, yeah, don't look. If, if you're introducing an artist to your kid that has a tragic backstory, yeah, they're gonna learn that later. Yeah, don't me- don't mention the trauma. Yeah, they don't need to know like. Uh, like oh that just, ins- that inspired a lot of his music. The, You'd be like, what inspired a lot of his music was being happy. <laughs> it's also the insane fixation of this wee child of just like, did they? Is there footage? I want to watch it. I want to watch Woody Guthrie's house burn. Yeah, I mean because a kid. Also, a it, kid thinks you know uh, a yeah. kid these days. Where the phone, every time anything happens, the phone is coming out to record or take a picture of anything cute. They just assume everything has been caught on video for all of time. Yeah. My one-year-old niece, you know, uh, can't even, like, says da and ma, and that's, like, it. And so it's, like, not even words. But if you hand her an iPhone... She will start like using her thumbs on the iPhone like she's typing on a yeah. keyboard because she just sees other people yeah. do it. It's crazy. It's crazy. It makes sense. Yeah. But it but it is crazy that it's like this kid can't even do talk think... yet, but if you put a phone in their hand, there's they're like, Oh, I know what to do with this. I use my thumbs. Do you think like past generations were like, Oh, the kid knows how to turn on the TV? That's fucking crazy. Is, oh, that yeah. equival- is that equivalent to this, or is this uh, uh, a whole other uh, ball game that we're talking about here? I think it's a little bit different just because back then it was like, yeah, the kid knows how to turn on the TV, and it kind of, it's there's not a level of abstraction there where it's, oh, yeah, there's a physical dial. You grab that, right. and you turn it to the right, and that turns it on. They've seen that, they know that. And and kids now, I think, you know, at least in my niece's case, she doesn't know what using her thumbs on the screen does. Right. But she sees other people do it. I think that's what makes it weird because there's an abstraction layer of like they're just copying what they see people do. And and the story you told of like, is there a video? Because I just know I that, there's, that video there's a video of, video of everything. everything. Yeah, there's video of everything significant that happened in my life. Right. You, and I that's, saw you take that video. And that is how I learn about things. Yeah. I watch a video of it. Um, so I don't, I think we are in a, in a, a little bit of a new era where, uh, like when sucks. we were All kids, when we were kids, if you like, you know, dropped a needle on a record that, I mean, at least in my case, it was like, Hey, get the, don't let him near the record player. <laughs> I think that's the, that's a big difference too. Like when I was a kid, everything we, was a lot more fragile. Everything was more fragile yeah, yeah. and way more expensive. Yeah. So it was like, I was not allowed near the yeah. record player. I was not allowed to touch the stereo. I was not allowed to touch the TV because yeah. it was like, now he's going to move one of these dials that we don't know what they do yeah. on the TV. Where We're not you gonna... can, you're, you'll just hand your niece your phone. Oh yeah. Cause so it's there's like, there's not much she, she can well, do. Well yeah, that. the face, it's not going to unlock for her yeah. face. So it's fine. Although I did let her play with my watch. I have a, you know, an Apple watch. She ate it. 
She ate the whole thing in one no, gulp, No, right? she was like, I forget what the hell she even did, but it was like. Shoved it up her butt? No, it was like days later, I was like, how come my watch doesn't like give me notifications anymore? And it was just, you know, she is like was pressing everything and, and changed she some a setting. on you. Yeah. But the phones, it's like, well, you, the, I don't know. You're not going to be able to unlock it. So, yeah, here you go. Go to town. Go to town, idiot. It's not even going to unlock. <laughs> You'll never guess my password. So next week we're going to uh, talk about the thrilling conclusion. Hopefully there's not a bunch of weird kid stuff again. Uh, I'm then... sure there is. Oh, brother. I This is the first time. This is the first book that I've read mm-hmm. uh, for this show. Where I'm interested to see the movie. Yeah? Well, because it's got uh, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. And Kiki, Tim. Kiki. Yeah, I just want to know, I I think this movie is going to be way different from the book. Yeah? Well, I guess I'll have to see it, but not next week, the week after. Because, like, Lestat is either Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise. I'm I pretty sure that, it's Brad Pitt. I don't know. I'm pretty, should I just fucking look it up? I mean, we've been arguing about this for weeks, and I'm like 99% sure. I mean, that's not a I think I think Tom Cruise is Lestat. That, that's what I just said. No, you said Brad Pitt. That's what I meant then. Yeah, it's Tom Cruise. But is Tom Cruise going to be absent from at least a third of the movie? Yeah, I mean, he's not in all of uh, Magnolia. Yeah, but that's different. That's way different. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise lists that. Ooh, you know who Armand is? Who? Antonio Banderas. Ooh. Yeah, I could see why he wanted to kiss him. Yeah. Uh, who is Malloy, Malloy, in the in the thing? Um, was it the oh, guy? Oh, that's the interviewer. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Christian Slater. Ooh. All right. Well- Maybe I'll watch that movie too. <laughs> All right, yeah. Oh, uh, who? Uh, uh, Helen McCrory played uh, second whore, and then Indra Ovi played New Orleans whore. Yeah, those are the ones that Lestat. Uh, <laughs> they're like murdered in front of. Yeah, I mean they're like tenth build. Wow, not bad. <laughs> it's like Brad Pitt, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst, Christian Slater. Uh, New, Orleans whore, New Orleans whore, second whore, <laughs> right. and we're we, and we're just left to assume you mean second New Orleans whore, not yeah. I mean there 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 may be other whores in this book. Who knows? We've got a few more chapters to go. Hey, uh, thank you, everybody. So if you're thinking about canceling that subscription, don't. <laughs> don't you want to hear about the whores? Yeah. All right. Thank you for being a patron. Uh, you're wonderful. Um, Hey, take a look at yourself in the mirror. Unless you're a vampire. No, they can see themselves in mirrors. Not real ones. Yeah, I don't know what's real anymore. (laughs) All right, thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.